Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS Welcome website. back to the September 2020 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club, coming to you from Sydney, Australia. My name is Dr. Damien Marucci. I'm here with Dr. Michael Che who's one of the registrars, and Michael, we are discussing surgical treatment for capsular contracture, a new paradigm and algorithm. This is uh, by Dr. Hidalgo, and it's published also in the September 2020 PRS. So, Michael, what was this paper about in a nutshell? This was a re- retrospective study involved uh, Dr. David Hidalgo, one of the most prominent aesthetic surgeons in, in America, looking at new ways of managing capsular contractures using acellular dermal matrix. And he found it incredibly useful uh, to be used earlier in management of um, this condition and showed a, pro- a long-term good outcomes from using it. So can you just take us through then, um, what were the patients he was looking at and what was his surgical technique, and then take us through what his results were. Yeah, so capsular contracture was is a most common reason for reoperation after breast augmentation. He proposed that the cause of this is related to chronic inflammation, gram-positive biofilm formation, and he did comment that historically numerous different ways have been described. Capsulotomy, which people don't do anymore, but traditionally we're taught to do either turtle or anterior capsulectomy with pocket change and implant exchange. But he found that doing so still has poor outcomes and using acellular matrix helped him um, achieve cure almost. What so, he d- yeah, yeah, sorry, go on. No, keep, keep going. I won't interrupt. Go. Yeah. So he used this, he collected, uh, he prospectively collected data and analyzed it in a retrospective manner over the course of 11 years. Indication, uh, inclusion criteria was patient with Baker uh, grade of three and four, uh, and in a, only in aesthetic setting. His technique was that anybody with textured implants were changed to smooth implants. He preferred round implants and saline was changed to silicon, and subglandular position was changed to subpectoral implant, uh, implant positioning, and he used existing incisions. And he defined successful outcome as Baker 1 and 2. He illustratively described his technique of using acellular matrix. His choice of material was uh, Allegan's Stratus Contour 2. He uses to at least two sheets per breast. And he said that was dependent on several factors, including cost um, and getting maximal coverage of the implant. Not to bother with too much details, he insets the, uh, the acellular matrix to the inferior border of the pectoralis major. And then from that, ADM sheet to another one which gets inserted to the inframammary crease. And then he templates this with the implant sizer in situ so that once he has 
I parachuted the ADM inset, and then he redrapes it and uh, implants the permanent prosthesis using the common sterile technique. So using this technique, he has collected data over 180 patients over the course of 217 operations, and he reports using ADM in 32 patients. He reports the onset of capsular contracture at seven months in median time, and there was a 50-50 spread of unilateral and bilateral capsular contractures. Three quarters of the patients had Baker three, and a quarter had Baker four, and the patients were followed up at an average of 13 to 15 months, up to a year and a half. Going through, he demonstrated that the efficacy of the conventional treatment at the first try was only 73%. And a second time using the conventional treatment, the success rate was only 63%. And after third try, it's only 50-50. And he proposes that after three times of surgery, the patient uh, usually at this time gives up surgical treatment. In comparison, the efficacy of the ADM at first try is 97%. However, he does report that in bilateral disease, the success rate is lower at 86%. And that's because of one failure in, included in this study. Now, this patient was significantly immunosuppressed and compromised as a result of stage four lung cancer disease that was ongoing with active immunomodulatory treatment at the time. As you can imagine, there could be a reason for a poor outcome. In, his, in terms of his secondary outcomes, he mentions some other risk factors for capsular contracture. For example, uh, for capsular contracture recurrence. So having a bilateral disease was greater than four times. Previous, previous treatment failure, three and a half times. Another thing that was quite interesting in this study was that he reports a higher incidence of capsular contracture and recurrence in periareolar incision, up to 57%, and much lower using IMF incision of 32% and transaxillary incision of 10%. But for the uh, purpose of the study, he did not change the incision types when he was revising these operations. Interestingly also, he found that either total or subtotal anterior capsulectomy did not change uh, the rate of recurrence of capsular contracture, and also whether the implant was ruptured or not did not affect the outcome. The strengths of this study is that this is one of the largest case series looking at not just capsular contracture, but the use of ADM in this setting. Also, it was reported by a prominent aesthetic surgeon and the data collection method was consistent and it had a robust statistical analysis. Some of the weaknesses are that this is retrospective in nature, performed by a single surgeon at a single center. And also the ADM was limited to use much in the later part of the study. This might be interesting because as more and more we learn about this breast implant and the raised awareness of breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma in recent days, in recent years, maybe the success rate of ADM from the use of sterile technique may be associated. Also, there was an incons relatively inconsistent follow-up routine 
Some people will follow up using phones and some people will follow up face to face. So in summary, the author show demonstrates that ADM creates an antigen-free barrier between implant and breast tissue. This is one of the largest series using ADM in aesthetic breast augmentation. ADM has 97% success rate in capsular contracture prevention long-term. This is much higher than 73% using conventional treatment. Michael, that's an excellent summary uh, of what I think is a very important paper. Um, one of the issues with ADM is the cost. I mean, all of these procedures, uh, aesthetic procedures, uh, where the patient has to bear the cost of the ADM, and uh, depending on what type of ADM, that can run into many thousands uh, of dollars. Um, Stratus is, is slightly cheaper than uh, Flex HD and some of the other ones out there. Uh, there are some uh, far less expensive uh, meshes. Um, for example, uh, there's Tyloop, which is the titanium impregnated uh, proline mesh, um, which I tend to use for my direct implant breast reconstructions, but there aren't any studies uh, that I'm aware of showing the efficacy of that in capsule contraction, but that should that prove to be effective, that would uh, uh, further decrease the cost. Um, one could also argue, given the cost, um, uh, that that you might be worthwhile just trying conventional treatment without ADM, given that you've got a 70% success rate. And then if that fails, going to ADM for a, uh, what would then be a third procedure. But uh, obviously that would have to be a frank discussion had uh, with the patient and surgeon. Um, but at least you would have this data to back, back you up. Uh, finally, a point that you mentioned, hopefully the incidence of capsular contracture is going to decrease uh, moving forward with the increased adoption of the 14-point plan, uh, increased understanding of the role of biofilm uh, in, in contributing to the formation uh, of capsules around uh, breast implants, whether they be for uh, cosmetic or reconstructive purposes. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes search plastic surgery journals remember Sitting to like us on facebook and follow us hotel on twitter thanks also to the pr's journal team for their ongoing support